Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening, good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Richard the Razor Ewing. If you're here, guess what? This is Game Face, and you're on, and you have it on, and I'm here with the Super Bowl champion, Mike Dishoe Schumann, and a difficult time right now for me. This is going to be Mike's last show, and I really don't know how to respond, but I do know how to respond this way. If you're trying to figure out which vaccine to take during COVID-19, you are on the wrong podcast. However, if you're trying to figure out how to accept the NFL regular season coming to an end, you are on the wrong podcast. Now, if you're trying to figure out how to get insight into Bay Area sports, you put your game face on. And if you're trying to figure out how to understand sports on a national level, once again, you put your game face on. I said this one. I get to say it a second time. I am Richard the Razor Ewing. This is my co-host who is leaving us. It, this is bad, but i got to do the show. Mike DeShuman, Super Bowl champion of the 49ers. Mike, what do we got? Well, thank you for that introduction. And uh, I'll have to say, this is the favorite part of the show for me. <laughs> Every week you have to come up with something different in that intro and I just chuckle every time. So I will miss that the most. Before we get started, we got Steph Curdy, 62 points. We got the playoffs coming up in the AFC, the NFC and the 49ers future in the offseason and boy they are strapped so we'll get to all that but before we start as we know in nba and college basketball are back and the nfl and college football are in the playoffs kansas city gonna repeat i don't know uh this is to be determined here in the next couple of weeks but from game spreads to totals to teams the players coaching props bet online gives you the mo- more options to wager than any place online and there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. I've already got mine down for the NFL and uh, playoffs. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. Bet online. Your online sports experts. All right. Well, now wait. He, now, wait. Now, now, this is the thing, Mike. You're not going to be on the show anymore. But we're going to be we're going to be checking in on Mike with his betting to see how this pans out. I, look, I know he's leaving the show, but we're going to check in to find out how he's okay. doing because, because that, that is interesting. I, I want to see how that's going on. Well, I had a streak uh, in my years at ABC. I think I picked 14 straight Super Bowl winners. Wow. Don't ask me how. No, and- Mike, we all know how. When it really comes down to it, I am in awe of you because you've done stuff on this show. I'm just going, are you serious? You no. picked pick the Warriors. To not go in this land, and I was like, "Wow!" And then you had the injuries and everything. 
and then you you somehow some way picked the Niners. What was it seven and nine? You had them. For yes. The yes. Seven and nine. This is just okay. Look, <laughs> scary stuff. Kind of this is scary stuff. All right, so the other night, I'm not paying any attention. I get a text from you. Mm-hmm. Curry, 62 points. I was like, what? So I turned it on. Of course, it was over. Uh, I'm, who were they playing? I'm not even sure they were. Oh, but, oh Portland. Yeah, they, had, Dame, they, had the rubber know, game against, they had the rubber game against Portland. And, you know, and Dame saying, ah, Curry's done. 18 of 31 field goals, 8 of 16 from 3, uh, 18 and 19 from the free throw line. And while he was doing all that, he had five rebounds, four assists. Hmm. Now, if he scores half the team points every night, <laughs> I think they've got a chance. <laughs> so, but uh, you saw the game, you know, catch us up. Uh, we all know he's capable. He's been a little off kilter after not playing for a year. And I'm going to guess he found his groove. And you said these weren't just, you know, uncontested shots. These were a little bit of everything. Yeah, I, I tell you something. At the end of the day, I, really, Kerr has to be able to find, you know, something, you know, for the team. Because really, at the end of the day, to put that on Curry every night is just too much for anybody. Um, but, yeah, I watched it, and it was vintage Steph Curry. I mean, he was – he was hitting shots that no matter who they put on him, he was still hitting them. Damian Lillard got torched three times, in a, you know, and no matter what he did to him, he still went by him, went out to the arc and, and dropped it. And do you remember what Dame had that night? Dame actually finished with over 30 points. Oh, okay. Okay. No, Dame had a good game. He had a good game, but it didn't matter because yeah. Steph was being Steph. So, but I will say this much. Steph could not have done what he'd done if it wasn't for Draymond Green. And I say this because Draymond was just the glue, the glue for the night. I mean, he only had two points, but he was doing everything else, grabbing rebounds, blocking slots, uh, picking up loose balls, causing problems for Nurkic. I mean, it was – it was His first game back too, right? Yeah, well, official. I wouldn't say official because he, he did play the other night, but he didn't play a lot. And this, okay. He did play a lot. But I think the one thing that kind of caused Steph to go off is just kind of seeing Draymond out there. You know what I mean? It was like it was like it was like all of a sudden it became wait a minute, I've seen this before. You know what right. I mean? And it was right. like Draymond was out there. Draymond was you know uh, basically directing traffic. And everybody go to hey, you know what? Uh, uh-uh, move, okay. And they got to a point where eventually. Steph just kind of felt like, yeah, I've seen this before, this movie before. And he just started dropping threes from everywhere. And when he didn't drop threes, he was driving the lane. And really, at the end of the day, he was making these guys miss. He was. Portland was confused. They were. They were literally confused. It didn't matter what Terry Stock did. It didn't matter, you know, what type of defense they brought. You know, he was hitting on everybody. Covington, everybody. It didn't matter. And, Steph and that's a like, playoff team. Yeah, but Steph was just like, look, you know what? We've lost games, and I'm sick of the talk. And you know what? I'm Steph Curry. This is what I do. Y'all don't like it. The haters, bring whatever you're going to bring. At the end of the day, you will pay attention. And that's what it did. So, and we've all seen him go off. And I love Clay Thompson's uh, text to him, like, or tweet maybe. It was like, hey, welcome to the 60 Club or something like that. (laughs) Clay at 60, what? 37 and one quarter, if I recall. 
Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and it makes you think if we had Dre Clay and Steph all back at the same time, yeah, this would be a formidable team while this bench gets warmed up. Uh, Nick Mannion, they play the Kings tonight. And anytime you have 62, what's Steph get tonight? 12? Maybe. It's hard to follow, you know, a game like well, you that. Yeah, because it, it's not the same. It's not right. the same feeling. It's not the same team. You don't have the same scenarios. You don't have the same setups. Um, you also consider the fact that, you know, that tweet he got, he also got it from, uh, who, who was it? Um, and I can't, I can't believe I'm actually forgetting these guys' names. These guys are the icons of the 60 Club. What, Giannis, uh, LeBron, or no? No, no, no. We're talking, uh, oh, God. From the, Rick Barry had that. No, no, from the Miami Heat. Um, and formerly Dwayne before, Wade. Huh? Dwayne no, Wade. No, before, he was with my sharp shooter for Miami, but he was also with Boston. Um, huh. 60 point nights from him. And it's sad. We're old guys, so what do you expect? Well, but, and, and we've all seen Steph go off, so we know that he's capable, and when he gets in a zone, uh, there's nothing more pure to watch, maybe in the NBA, because, you know, somebody like Will gets 100, it's all just, you know, laying in a man and dunking him. Yeah. But to get 62 from, you know, pretty much two and three-point shots and then, what, 18 field, free throws, that's an amazing night. And uh, I just saw on Twitter – the last three that he made, the entire bench just went nuts because yeah, they lost time. it. And, and it's just went, if, yeah. if I'm the bench, I would lose it. I mean, yeah, come on, exactly. this guy is is he's in his thirties. He's not a young right. guy. He's not young and spry. He's he's a guy. Yes, we know what he's capable of. And yes, we know what he's done. But I'm gonna tell you something. What was really embarrassing to Terry Stotts team is they couldn't stop the guy. Nah, and you see him when he gets in that mode. And most of those kids on that bench haven't seen him go off like that. No. So for them, it's not only unbelievably inspirational, but it also shows them, you know, what it takes to get open, to, you know, do a lot of different things. So not only had an effect on the team's victory, but maybe effect on the team's bench. Like, hey, we got to help this guy out. Yeah, we can't have him scoring 60 every night to stay in the hunt here. So. I think a lot that will come out of that. And Steve Kerr said today that we have to win games tonight, like tonight against the Kings, you know, if we want to be a contender and the Kings are having a pretty good season so far, but I took it as a little bit of a slap towards the Kings. You didn't feel that way. No, I kind of feel like really at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of back to the fact that first of all, really a game like tonight and most Warrior fans are going to hate me for saying this. And I'm where I'm done in my Warriors though. I'm a Warriors fan. The king should probably tell with your outfit. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the king should probably win tonight, really, because the king's bench is actually a better bench. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's the more superior bench. And now that you look at all the high draft picks that the kings have picked up, I mean, it was nice to watch Kelly Oubre, you know, put up 17 last night. Um, you had Williams put up a, a solid 21. That's nice, but. Those guys have to understand they have to do that consistently for this team to get, you know, successful. Okay. And you guys did that that night because your lead score was over 50 points. And it's just like, okay, what are you going to do when he's not doing that? We saw him a couple of nights ago, we scored 26 and you didn't see the same support. So, right. so my whole point is this, if the Kings beat the Warriors tonight, I won't be surprised. And that's a sad statement to make, 
but it's the truth because the Warriors bitch is just not a story. Right. All right, let's move on. Uh, 49ers had their season-ending press conference today. Bo John Lynch and uh, Kyle Shanahan said Jimmy G will be the quarterback next year. He's committed uh, $26.6 million towards the cap. The cap, they're, they're guessing the cap's going to be $175 million next year, down from $200 million. Niners already have $150 million in salaries committed. Leaves them $25 million in spending with twenty six unrestricted free agents and their draft choices. All right, here's the biggest hits. Garoppolo, 26.6. I think they uh, restructure his contract. I think Jimmy G's coming back. I know uh, you haven't felt that way. I think he's coming back the way they talked today. D4, 20.8 million. He's gone. All right, but he's got to pass a physical so they can waive him. If he doesn't pass his physical, they can't waive him, and they're stuck with his money. Uh, Armstead 12.5 and Richburg 11.8. You can cut Richburg. I don't think you can restructure Armstead at this point, but you've got, uh, let's say the fullback, Kyle Kuzchek, 5 million for a fullback gone, unless he wants to take a league minimum. Trent Williams, free agent. I think he's going to test the market. He said he'd prefer to stay here, but you got to pay him 20. Fred Warner, he wants to stay. You got to pay him 20. There's 40 of the 50 million you have left. All right. And then all the injuries. And uh, I tell you, I'd hate to be the financial officer <laughs> to, for the 49ers right now, Barack Marate, uh, and working all this out. They've got some issues and, uh, you know, just so many players, uh, you know, Verrett, the corner, Witherspoon, do we bring him back? The two safeties, more. Uh, there's just so much to be determined. You got to find some offensive linemen. Uh, interior lineman, do it in the draft, maybe. So, um, what are you going to do with your quarterbacks? They didn't play Rosen in that last game. They stay with CJ. Play him for the half. Let's see what you got. You know, if Mullins comes back and his Tommy John surgery doesn't work, now you have CJ. You could have looked at Rosen, and Kyle is so stubborn, he wouldn't do it because everybody wanted him to do it. You know, it's like, I'm running the team my way. You know, get a look at the guy. In your offense, it drove me crazy during the game. Halftime, you know, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter if you beat Seattle or not for the future, you know. And uh, New Orleans had already won and Green Bay had won. So Seattle had no chance to clinch the number one seed. So go ahead and play Rose. And they didn't. So a lot of questions to be determined. And uh, I keep Trent Williams and Fred Warner. Barrett, I'd love to keep. I don't know if they can because of those two. I think uh, left tackle is more important than cornerback, even though they're harder to find. And Fred Warner's just such a superstar player. He's the future of that franchise. So I don't know. Your thoughts? I think what it comes down to it is, is something that everybody who watched the NFL has to get used to, and that is that every season is different. Okay? Um, I hate to say it, but you know, when you sit up here, you're telling me, you're saying, hey, guess what, Richard? There's probably going to be no Kyle Juszczyk next year. I'm like, what? It's like, are you kidding me right now? Juszczyk was the guy. He was the great player. You didn't, have, you didn't have you didn't have any go-to guy this year. Juszczyk was the guy. He was. And I'll tell you something. But, that, but Kyle didn't use him enough. He didn't. But my point being is this, is that you look at that and you say to yourself, okay, if you do that, and we had this discussion a couple of times. You got to ask yourself with the quarterback position, 
okay, the Rosen one, which is what I call. <laughs> okay. Another good one you've come up with. <laughs> okay. But but you got to say to yourself, okay, what are you actually doing? And I say that, and I'm not joking. I'm being serious. In other words, Mr. Shanahan, you got you to gotta lay this out, man. What are you actually doing? Okay, because guess what? You have not shown that. In the last game, that was apparent. And now, guess what? You're going into the 2021 season, and you're saying, oh, we're going to go with Garoppolo. Okay, great, if that's what you're going to do. But once again, if your offensive line is not set up to deal with a stand-in-the-pocket thrower, guess what? It's not going to work. Yeah, you're right. Okay, and, 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 and this is the thing. Jeff Wilson Jr. as a running back has come on. He's, he's shown up better than I thought he would. I was actually impressed. Um, Raheem Mostert is supposed to be the guy. Well, there's your one-two punch. You get rid of uh, Tevin Coleman and Jet McKinnon. Okay, so you do that, but I'm sorry. I can't see them doing that without Juice. I don't. I don't see it happening. I, you look I hate guys. to say it. You can find fullbacks anywhere. Well, uh, not the way Juice does it, though. See, that's the problem. Juice brings you the ability to go out. If, if he can't make, if you don't need the block, he can go out and catch the football. Exactly. Not to mention, not to mention, Juice can block. Right. And no, you he's get a, somebody else in there. Okay, he's a fullback. I get that. He's got the title. I get that. But can he do the work? And we don't know that. And by the way, if he doesn't one team, how's he going to look against another team? With Juice, we know what we have. Right. Juice can show up every week. And, and guess what? He can perform. There's and no he question. might take a cut and pay. He might take a cut and pay. He might take a cut and pay. But my point is, with Juice, there's no question. Right. We know what Juice can do. In other no, words, I agree. In other words, if I'm Juice, I'm his agent. Look, take a pick up this year, but guess what? Next season, pay me. Pay me. Because guess what? I, you already know what I can do, and I'm going to take a pick up this year. Well, actually, he yeah, he's overpaid, if you ask me right now, at $5 million for a fullback, you know, with a cap. So, uh, and then, if you're going to pay a, a fullback $5 mil, give him the ball. Throw it yeah. to him. Let him run. Yeah. Him Hello. Run. Hello. Yeah. You're paying that's, him. You're probably going to put in his hand. I know. So, if they're not going to give it to him, he's not worth $5 million bucks. You know, that's it's so case closed. So, we look at the stats for last game. You got C.J. Beathard, 25 or 37 for 273 yards in a TD. Not too bad. No. You got Jeff Wilson, 20 carries. That's your guy. 76 yards in a TD. And was saying – But he had 15 touchdowns this year, the most ever for a 49er running back. Okay. That took the win out of my sale because, you know, Sorry. you know, I'm a Mostert guy. Anyway. Well, Mostert had 14. So, Wilson okay. broke the record. Okay. So, so Wilson showed up. He did his thing. He did his thing. Right. But this is the thing. In the game, believe you know who's the leading receiver in the game, the last game? Your boy Kendrick? Yeah. Yeah. He, five, uh, they five. can't afford him. They can't afford him. But still, five receipts, 76 yards. I know. Well, and, he's, and that's uh, not, that, those, aren't, those aren't captivating numbers. No. But when you look at his season, it's like, guess what? He is the number one consistent receiver on the field. He's a solid number three receiver. He, in, other words, you, in other words, no one else, not even Kittle, right. has, been, has been on the field consistently like he is. 
No, he has, and he should be rewarded for it, but I don't think they can pay him. And that's the problem. You're not going to pay him five to seven million as a third guy. You got Debo and Ayuk. They're going to be your one-two guy, but you know Debo's going to get hurt. Ayuk might have a drop-off from this year. Because <laughs> usually the second time around, everybody figures you out, including a defensive coordinator. So, you know, your first year around. But, but this is the thing, though. You got to ask yourself. The question is, Debo being hurt, it's like, why is he hurt? Well, he's hurt because Shanahan's not using him the right way. Well, he's playing him as a running back. <laughs> so, guy you're got more jet sweeps in the history of the game. Okay, you're killing me. I know. Guy's a receiver. What are you doing sending him in? Okay, this guy can run 20 yards and go get it. I know. And you're so, making him run the foot. Are you serious? So I think they've got their three receivers, but I don't know if they can pay Kendrick. But then they've got to, you know, draft late and find some guys. Trent Taylor's gone. They love River Craycraft now. So as I said on Twitter, uh, Kyle broke up with Trent Taylor, and now River Craycraft is his new flame. River you know, Craycraft. So, um, okay, yeah. so so help also help me to understand because where can they? It's like I'm trying to understand, I want to understand, but at some point I gotta ask myself, okay, you basically are saying that you had you know Mullins for most of the year, <laughs> Mullins through interceptions almost every game. You bring in C.J. Beathard. So the question to ask you before you brought him in, should you have brought in C.J. Beathard the third game that Mullen had thrown at least two interceptions after the first two games? There's an argument that if you had brought C.J. in because he has a little mobility, right, they'd be in the playoffs right now. Okay, so now let's go shift to another question. You have... Garoppolo coming back next season. Are you opting to beef up that offensive line to give him time to throw the football? Or are you doing this because it's the last part of his contract and you think, you know what, we can draft a guy who's mobile and you know what, if it doesn't work, we'll switch. No, this is the year to switch. They owe him nothing after this year. Okay. So this would be the year, and both of them are saying he's coming back. So now they've got to beef up that line if they're going to protect a, a guy who can't scramble, number one. Number two, uh, you know, Mullins, he had his run. I just don't think he's going to be the same player after Tommy John's surgery. Mm-hmm. You're never the same after a major surgery. I blew up my knee. I was never the same receiver. So um, I think, you know, and that's why I like to see Rosen play. All right, is Rosen going to be our backup? We need to go draft a guy. Or if you're not happy with Jimmy, we'll give him one more try, see if he can stay healthy. But let's draft a guy in case. But I think early on, you got to draft an offensive interior lineman, you know. So they're having struggles there. Uh, McGlinchey, you know, some say, in, uh, what says Bruce Scale, I think it is, uh, could play. He played right tackle uh, or maybe left tackle and did really well. Do we replace uh, McGinley, McKinley or whatever his name? McGinchy, I think it is. But he's a captain. So yeah, a lot of decisions to be made. We'll just say that. And uh, I think it could be a long off season. I mean, you know, if, because they're strapped on their cap, some really poor draft choices, Solomon Thomas, the, uh, the Garrett, the offensive guard also from Stanford, you know, they're going to count towards the cap and are, you know, really hurting the 49ers as they go forward, you know? So uh, John Lynch, 
I don't want to say his record is suspect, but uh, you know, so we, we've got to decide on that and just figure out what the hell's going on there. So, okay, a lot to be determined. Okay, look, I really don't. And Robert Sala is already interviewing for the Falcons, Lions, and Jacksonville job, so he's gone. And Kyle all but said it today, wishing him luck. And they're talking about their linebacker coach. Uh, I can't think of his name, Demako. Uh, maybe moving into the offensive co- or defensive coordinator position. And uh, so Falcons did interview Sala today for their head coaching position. I'm just reading it now. So okay, but at the end of the day, you and I both know if Sala's gone, which there's a 94% chance that he is, everything in San Francisco changes. It does because you could come in and try to play the same defense, but if you're, you're not going to. You know, if you know. stay with the linebacker coach within, they'll stay the same defense. Okay. If not. But, 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 even with Sala being gone, there's always a shift. I'm oh, sorry. yeah, always. Your def- always. defensive coordinator goes, there's a shift. At the end of the day, and I'll tell you something, Mike, you know this well as I do, even more than me. I mean, I, I played ball, and I was at junior college, but that's as high as I got. You, you actually went to an NFL got a Super Bowl ring, so you see all this. You know this. When there's indecision, you're dealing with a continuity, continuity excuse me, uh, issue inside the locker room, okay? And with Salah gone, everything changes. I'm sorry. It's not going to be the same. You're not? Okay, guess what? Players don't respond the same to different coaches when you do that. No, especially when you've been in the system for four years. That's so. right. So I agree. So, I wish him luck. I hope he gets a good job. I think the Falcons would be a good job as opposed to Detroit, where he's from, and or Jacksonville or Houston. Uh, Houston's got some talent. Falcons have more talent, but the other two are just actually. I think Houston's the best spot for him because yeah, I agree. Actually, yeah, because you got Deshaun Watson. He's seasoned. And JJ Watt, yeah. Yeah, and this is the thing: if if you have a stud in JJ Watt, and it's a it's a defense that you could prime over time. He goes to Michigan. I know it's his home, but you're starting all over again. And when you yeah. do that, you know, the, the problem is him going to Michigan. He's not going to have his own free time. He's got too many people down there that he knows. They're going to be jawing at him every day. Trying to do stuff. And not to mention getting back to the problem in San Francisco with him being gone is you have to bring somebody in there that can get the continuity back. Because once Saul is gone, the continuity leaves. And yeah. they're looking for clues. Sherman's not going to be the next season. He's gone. Okay. You you also look at the fact that in order to make this team do what it's supposed to do out on the field, continuity is huge. You have to have that. Well, right. they have it on offense, but the defense has carried them the last couple of years. And without it, you're right. It's going to be tough. Yeah. So, <clears throat> by the way, as a side note, the Niners need to go and bring Frank Ward to the locker room and sign him for a temporary contract so he can retire as a 49er. That would just be the decent thing to do. Well, knowing Frank, he's going to play one more year to move up the line. But uh, if not, they will. They'll bring him in for a day, sign him, cut him, and then he'll retire. So, yeah, all right, let's move yeah. on to the playoffs real quick. Run out of time here. AFC, Chiefs get a bye. Bills and Colts, who do you like? Bills. All right, Steelers and Browns, the game that was last week. Who? I'm going with Bills, too. I'm saying Browns in an upset. Yes. Yeah. You right, Titans and Steelers, Steelers have a chink in the armor. That's not real. Yeah. 
No, I agree. Titans and Ravens. That's a tough call there. Ooh. You know, you know and, what? Uh, Give me the Titans. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, the only quarterback to rush for a thousand yards and back to back. Yeah, it's against teams unbelievable. No defense. All right, Titans, and then uh, I think Chiefs are the favorites, but I think Chiefs Bills in the finals. And I'm taking the Bills. I told you last week to go to win the Super Bowl. Go! I am. I'm with you. I'm with. All right. You. NFC Saints and Bears. Uh, give me the Saints. Yeah, exactly. Seattle and the Rams. I think the Rams have beaten them. Mm, yeah, the Chiefs it's, Army in Seattle. Give me the Rams. But Rams might not have Jared Goff. They had that quarterback. They, no, I got a feeling Goff's going to be there. He's going to play. Yeah, I, that might be. You're right. That might be the upset there. And uh, Washington and the Bucks. Give me the Bucks win. The Bucks win that game. As much as I like the Washington football team, I think the Bucks yeah. win that. Bucks win it, and then Bucks might make a run. You know, Tom Brady can beat the Rams. He could beat the Saints, but I don't think they can get back the Packers. So I think most people are thinking Chiefs and Packers in the Super Bowl, but I'm going to take the Bills as the upset, and then I'm going to take the Bills to win it all. Yeah, I think Bills and Chiefs, Bills and Packers are probably more likely. I just got to feel like the Chiefs aren't the same. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's tough to win back-to-back, so I haven't been done that many times. Yeah. So, all right, buddy. Well, this is the thing. For the all of our fan base that's watching, this is Mike. This is Schumann's last show. Uh, he's no longer on Game Face with me. Um, this is difficult for me. It's difficult for me because Mike has worked with me, uh, not just on this show, but when I have my radio show. Uh, a couple of years now. Yeah. And he's, he's been there with me the entire time. Um, this is hard. This is really hard. Mike, you, there's no question who you are and what you've done. Um, ABC, how many years at ABC? 25 years at ABC. 25 years six, at ABC. You were, six you, years prior to that in radio at KMBR. Right. And eight years of professional football, including five of the Niners in a Super Bowl ring. And I've had an unbelievable run. I just have gotten to a point that I just retired two months ago at 65 that, you know, you'd like to stay relevant as long as you can, you know, in life. Mm -hmm. And I had a great run. You know, I can't complain, but it's time to kind of move over and let the the next generation come in. You know, you get Mm -hmm. to a point where you don't really feel like people have or care what you have to say anymore. I got to cut no, you off. I understand. I understand completely. But at my, uh, in this point in my career, as much as I love doing the show with you, and I have to give you credit, you know, you and I had talked about doing the radio show together on FCC, uh, Free Radio Network. And I was doing a tape show down in San Jose. And there you were when I came out of the show. And I go, yeah, who are you? And he goes, I'm Richard Ewing. We had talked on the phone. You took time out of your work schedule. And I don't even know if you told your boss came down there to introduce yourself and try to get me to join you. And I was so impressed with your, uh, what would you call it? Perseverance, you know, to get this guy with me. You felt like I was done wrong the way my career ended. And I agree with you. And, but you were the only guy that sort of came out of the woodwork to offer me something, a platform that I could continue to speak. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you and I did radio. We came on here to the Believe Talent Network. And uh, so it's been a lot of fun. It's been an unbelievable run for me. Back in the day, you know, you played pro football and then you stayed local. ESPN was only about four years old, so they didn't have NFL Network and all these other shows. 
that you see all these ex athletes go to now. And uh, so I'd made, uh, I like to consider the fact that, you know, I did the, mo I got the most out of myself for what I had to offer, not only as an athlete, as a broadcaster, as a human being. And I felt like my contribution to the Bay Area was one that a lot of people will remember, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. I just feel like now's the right time. Uh, I like to spend more time with my daughter, who's only 25, and I miss a lot of her growing up working in the industry. And we're just at that point where, you know, it's time and I know it's time. And uh, I just want to thank everybody who either listened to me, watched me, followed you and I, and I would see out in the streets, say they'd recognize my face, my voice, you know, some witticism I might come up with. And uh, it's just been a fabulous run for me. And I just want to thank everybody out there. Well, I'll tell you something, Shu. When I reached out to you to get you on, I didn't do that because I just wanted to run my show. I realized the wealth of experience and knowledge that you had. And I wasn't going to say no to that. I was going to continue to get that as long as I had it. Because at the end of the day, Shu, like I said, growing up, I watched you on Channel 7. I did. I watched you. I thought, okay, you know what? This guy, he knows sports. He's, he's, he's intuitive. He, he knows what's going on. And you have been really just uh, an area of expertise and style and grace okay under pressure uh, you've been in situations that no man should be have been under okay as a broadcaster but at the same time you kept it professional and that's the reason why i, I yeah i jumped at the chance to get you on i would not have said no to that and for the other people that didn't do that it's your loss it was my gain so mike thank you and we're not stopping. By the way, those watching it. Now, game face will continue. Mike, Mike is not done. I'm going to yeah. have him on here. He knows that. I will make sure. I will, I will definitely be a guest. Okay, definitely. So, and so. I don't have a mic to drop. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. I'm out. Okay, wait, wait a minute. And, hmm, you've been watching game face. I am Richard the Razor Ewing. That man needs no introduction for that drop. And if you are on here, you better bring your game face on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.